Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 159. And we are really excited to have on BJ Blaze, the head boys basketball coach at Central City High School in Central City, Nebraska. Perhaps is 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 Central City, is that about like the only central city in the world, BJ? Um, I think there's a Central City, Colorado. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, um, and I, there may be there may be one more. I know there's a Central City, Colorado. Okay. But yeah, they're very limited, I believe. Well, Colorado is just copying Nebraska, I guess. You know, <laughs> replicating, if you will. So. Uh, but we're excited to have BJ on here today. Uh, of course, before we get going, we want to thank our founding sponsor, Cosac Chiropractic, located at 144th and Maple here in Omaha. Coaches, if you or any of your athletes have any uh, balanced neck or spinal issues, go see Dr. Kevin or Dr. Heidi at 144th and Maple. Follow us on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the Twitter handle, so be sure to follow us there. Obviously, if you're listening, you're on iTunes, please like, please subscribe, please give us a five-star review. Subscriptions, uh, Subscribers, keep going up and up and up. Love it, love it, love it. It helps us with our rankings and like I said when people look for a coaching a basketball coaching podcast uh, the more subscribers I get the more people will see this first instead of second or third or ninth or what however many there are out there so if you would that'd be great uh, questions comments suggestions or ideas email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com check out a pen and a napkin.com it's a good coaching website I know that because I made it myself there's a lot of good stuff on there and once my season gets over with we'll be adding some new stuff onto there and then of course if you'd be so willing visit our patreon page uh, go to patreon.com backslash a pen and a napkin and before I forget BJ before I forget merchandise is in we got t-shirts we got sweatshirts we got merch at a pen and a napkin now. Uh, really, really nice stuff. High quality uh, sweatshirts and t-shirts. Twenty-two dollars uh, for a t-shirt. Thirty bucks for a sweatshirt. Plus five dollars shipping and handling. If I got to send it to you, uh, it looks really sharp. I'm I'm really excited to get these in. So you heard it here first, BJ, that the the merch is in. So uh, check it out, folks. Check out the merchandise uh, for a pen and a napkin. So, uh, Coach, how you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, just. Uh... Get, like we kind of discussed earlier, just getting ready for conference tournament week, which is it's always a fun one. And mm-hmm. um, we get a host here in Central City this year with our, you know, our, I'm, I'm sure it'll come up a little bit later as well with our for, with our brand new facility, our dome, and um, very excited about that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're just uh, just got done with, um, um, on a snowy, cold Sunday afternoon, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, just kind of looking forward towards the week. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, BJ, tell us, uh, we'll, we'll start this the way we normally do. Tell us about your basketball journey, uh, how you uh, left Central City. You're, you're a grad, uh, and now you're back. Uh, just just tell us how you uh, you left and came back again to, to Central City and everything that happened in between. Yeah, like you said, Marty, I you know I was born and raised in Central City, and um, you know when I graduated, uh, I, I you know I went and played at Doan uh, for four years and had a great experience there. And um, right out of college, I got my first job in Weeping Water, Nebraska, Good. and um, you know the 
when I when I got there, my first year, um, I was actually like the assistant and the JV coach, and um, the head coach there at the time, uh, he had been retired, was Leon Bose. Um, he had coached, you know, at Miller North and Syracuse and uh, Waverly, and um, basically we kind of had it a plan to. You know, he was going to be the head coach for one more year, and then we would switch roles. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of how the, the, this whole journey started. And, you know, he was my assistant um, every year in Weeping Water when I was there. And uh, obviously just, you know, learned a ton from him um, how to coach because, you know, as a player and a point guard, you know, and you come out of college, you think you know uh, everything about basketball and um, obviously playing it at a higher level and coaching it is way different. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And so, uh, you know, that was, that was the best thing probably that ever happened to me and and to have Leon Bose uh, just as an assistant. And um, it was great. Uh, And I had another assistant named Jay Toomey who um, was on the school board at the time and he coached at Ashland Greenwood for years. And so I had just obviously a great foundation to start with coaching wise. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so when, um, you know, when when my wife and I got married, uh, she actually took a job right out of college. Um, She's a little younger than I am, about four years younger. And so I was ahead of the game a little bit on her. Uh, But she took a job in Grand Island. Um, at Grand Island Physical Therapy, and um, I'd kind of been in talks with, you know, um, we're both obviously familiar with Coach Cutlass, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the AD there, and so I, I took that job in Grand Island. It was the varsity assistant, and um, I coached under Jeff Hofelt and um, had some fun years there. You know, I got to coach some really great kids, uh, you know, Riker Fife, and, um, you know, I got to coach Sam Foltz, Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which was obviously just a, you know, obviously a tragic story about Sam yeah. and yeah. But one of the greatest kids that, um, if I, on my, if I count on my hand, he'd be in the top five of just greatest kids that you'd want to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, um, after that, uh, you know, we, I took the, took a job in Holdridge and, um, switched from boys to girls and, uh, had some, you know, had a really good team. My first first two years there, you know, made the state tournament, uh, lost in the semifinals to uh, Maddie Simon and uh, the uh, pious pious team that she played on, and yeah, uh, just, you know, and that was, you know, that was the first year that Pinnacle Bank uh, was open. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing to get to coach in there and everything. And uh, but I went, like I said, went to Holdridge and. Um, kind of thought about, you know, at the end of my, uh, at the end of the year in Holders, kind of thought about, you know, taking a little break. Um, we all kind of get to that point. And, um, I was, I got asked to coach, uh, boys. I was coaching girls golf at the time in Holdridge and I got asked to do boys golf as well. Uh, kind of a, you know, your dream coaching right there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, you know, I was kind of on that path and, um, my AD at the time at Holdridge was, was Scott Shoneman, who's one of the best that there were. And, and I just loved working for him. And, um, you know, he, we kind of decided that you know, I just kind of needed a break. And then mm-hmm. Justin Anderson called me and um, had to talk my wife into th- rethinking my plan. And it's one, you know, obviously I came to Central City and, yep. um, and we're here now. And it's just been, uh, it's been really awesome to be able to, you know, build something from 
you know, no, not a, not a lot of foundation, yeah. obviously, not a lot of winning in Central City. Um, from build something from the ground up, from second grade, first grade uh, up to our high school. I mean, just to really, really build a program. Um, and as mine has had our touch on it, you know, and like everything we did, uh, all I have a lot of friends still back here in Central City, and they all coach with me, and they just love basketball and. Um, it's just been really, really fun to get from where we started to where we are now. And, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have, you know, it, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be solid mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that was, you, you, you stole my thunder here, coach. That was kind of my <laughs> first question. You know, uh, you're back in your hometown, you're, you're building a program, uh, brick by brick and, you know, just just how special has that been for you to uh, not only build a, a quality program, but to to do it uh, literally in your own backyard? Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's been you know a dream come true. Uh, you know, as a player in Central City, I mean, I they you know I, I was well known as a player um, in high school and kind of you know had a had a class that I played with. Um, kind of put central city on um, you know the map a little bit basketball wise and you know we lost in the district finals my senior year to go to the state tournament and um that's kind of as as far as they have gotten since you know i kind of came back and Uh um and i i guess you know it's not all me that's like it it is you know it's been a team thing with the coaches we've had uh our administration school is great Uh um you know it and like you asked, like it, yeah, it's just been it's it's been hard work, which it all it, it all it's not easy. Yeah, and it's but it's a lot of waking up at you know six a.m. in the morning and opening the gym for an hour before school, and then you know having a two-hour practice, and then I have a sixth-grade boy, and we practice after that. So it's a lot of thirteen-hour days, mm-hmm. um, and that's just but that's okay. That that's what you have to do to 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 get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You, you, you talked a little bit about having everybody on the same page. Just, you know, how important is that to have uh, that linear alignment from top to bottom, that, that everybody is striving for the same thing, everybody understands what needs to be done? Because you'd think that's common sense. You'd think that's... Uh, just pretty easy you know well of course we want to be as good as we can be in everything that we do but it's sometimes that that doesn't happen and and i haven't been at a place like that every stop that i've been at uh it's it's always been uh a a very you know linearly aligned there we go oh god i i yeah this (laughs) grammar is not a strong suit so uh but uh but uh, yeah, just you just just how important is that in the building of, of any type of program? Um, very obviously, very important. Um, Central City is just special right now. Um, you know, we have you know Troy Hubert. I'll just start with him. You know, he's our football coach. He's been here. Um, I think this is he's entering his tenth year right now, or just finished his tenth. And um, he's been a he he's not on my staff this year. But he'd been on my staff from the beginning, um, and he now coaches middle school for me. But he, you know, he coached with us for five years, and you know, it, it is hard as a football coach to go from, you know, 
that their season, which, you know, mm-hmm. he does the same thing, puts in hours upon hours and does work. And uh, he's just a great coach. And he's just like, you know, I just need a little break and I'm moving to the middle school. And uh, but I, I, I talk about Troy, you know, I talk about, you know, Darren Garfield, our wrestling coach. Uh, we, you know, we don't butt heads at all. We, mm-hmm. you know, have a very good relationship. Um, his kids support my kids. The wrestling program supports the basketball team and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no bad blood. And then we have a baseball program, baseball coach named Brandon Detlitson that, you know, he, he, they have a, have had a lot of success. And, uh, I guess my big thing is, is where I'm going with this is we, we just have people get along and they they care about other people's programs, not just their own. I think that sometimes happens, um, even in even in the moment. You know, like it. You know, your free time or your off seasons. You know, like Brandon's our baseball coach and works with us, so our kids can do football okay, mm-hmm. and can do basketball. Yeah. Uh, and we have the same kids. Like I said, you know, like there are some different kids in different sports, but we just. It, you know, everybody's just so positive with mm-hmm. our with our programs and our kids, and I see it the same way with our you know, our superintendent Jeff Jensen. Um, it, it all starts with him and his leadership, and it just trickles down. So um, that's why it's so special, and I think that's why you've seen a lot of success here. Mm-hmm. How many times a day do you hear this, BJ? Nineteen forty seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, a few. <laughs> a few, okay. Uh, as, as Phil Dumphy once famously said, if I had a nickel for every time I threw up in school, Luke, and Luke says, you'd have 35 cents, Dad. He says, I had to have 35 cents. So, uh, you know, 1947, last time that uh, Central City Boys had qual- has qualified for uh, the state tournament, we went through something like that last year at Fort Calhoun, where it was 1923, 1923, yeah. you know, 99 years. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so you pointed out that uh, when you were in high school, uh, you made it to the district final, just just a breath away from the state tournament, um, and you're and you're trying to build a strong program year in year out that has not had a lot of traditional se- uh, uh, success. I mean, very little traditional success. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, what has that process been? How have you tried to sell the community on the importance of boys basketball and why it's important to the community and why we need to put in the resources necessary to build a winning program? Yeah, and uh, good question. You know, I, I, um, I think, uh, you know, one thing with the history of central city like it hasn't it hasn't been like there hasn't been any good basketball players or teams mm-hmm. i think a little bit goes to you know obviously uh playing um you know the auroras the yorks the the cretes the sewards um in that in central 10 conference is tough mm-hmm. i mean it's it's tough it's tough for aurora crete and seward yeah. you know and down the and um and i think Moving a moving to to a new conference that fits us better mm-hmm. has been a big thing, and you know, like the Lou Platt Conference is gonna, you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have maybe five or six good teams a year. Maybe they're gonna have three good teams, and it's mm-hmm. and it's just like um, that's been big because you know uh, you can obviously compete a little bit better, and um, you know you you have a better chance to maybe win those games where you may have one good team in, you know, 10 years mm-hmm. or, or beat one team, you know, every 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
But, uh, you know, like in the community, the community, uh, you know, they're just like any other community probably like uh you know they love they love their basketball they love their high school sports and um once you start building that we build that tradition and the winning they're going to start coming out yeah uh, and so uh and we've obviously built a great facility now that people love coming in coming in and watching a game at and um that's helped as well mm-hmm. how important was it to get a I, I, don't, I don't know if it, you would call it a, a signature win or maybe a benchmark would be better to call it, BJ. You guys won your conference tournament last year, and just to have that feather in the cap, so to speak, uh, how important was it to you know that that shows that you're 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 making tangible progress? Yeah, that was. I mean, obviously, that was a big springboard uh-huh. for us. Um, you know, it, it, we we didn't last year was a roller coaster. You know, we we were we didn't start out very well. I think you know we were like five and four or something like, or you know five and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we had some injuries and you know we didn't play very well at the beginning. And then uh, we you know win sixteen games in a row and you know, win your conference tournament and that really obviously, uh, like I said, springboarded everything. Um, feather in the cap, like you said. I mean that that has never. They've they've won like a West Division. They've won like a regular season stuff mm-hmm. in this Pro Ten, but never won a tournament before. You know, so that was the first one ever. Yeah, first like tournament, like a true tournament win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I mean, it, yeah, it it it, uh, it puts a little it puts a little spunk into your team and your program and obviously your community when that happens. And, um, like I said, it's springboard us big time. Mm-hmm. Coaches, you know, just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs, but sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available for you, to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. You, you've referenced it a couple of times here. Uh, you kind of got the Taj Mahal now, BJ. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, you know, we do. Yeah, you got you got prime time real estate out there in the Grand Island area. I, I think Tony Chapman might be getting his mail sent there pretty soon. I don't know, but uh, 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 just kidding, Tony. I, I know you'll be listening. So, uh, but yeah, you know, talk about the uh, the new facility that you uh, literally just it, you just start playing in it. Is it this year or last year? Yeah, this year. Is this the year, first. yeah, yeah. So, what what was the process to get it built? Um, you know, how important has that been to have that sparkling new gymnasium to get your kids excited about playing ball and, and, and everything that goes into it? Yeah, um, obviously the, the Bison Activity Dome is what it's referred to as. Uh, it uh, is something like, in the, there's nothing like it. Um, I know there's a couple other domes around, um, like Sioux Cities and stuff, but this is uh, this is something like nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Um and it's very, you know, it's very unique how 
Um, it all kind of came together with, you know, using, you know, like it's a FEMA shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there was to be a tornado or a, um, you know, a, a flood of any kind, you know, we can, we can house people there and we can keep people safe mm-hmm. um, if they don't have a basement. And, um, you know, obviously that when it's, when it's about, you know, they say 70 to 75% paid for already, that was kind of a no brainer for our school board and our school to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, and going to the playing part of it, you know, like it's just been, it's been a really cool thing uh, to play in it, obviously with these seniors that and, and the juniors that we have, the guy, everybody coming back. Um, that's been very special. Uh, we haven't, we had knock on wood, you know, we haven't lost a game in there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, people, People say, you know, like uh, kids, you know, kids, when the people walk in, it's like, whoa, this is amazing, you know, and like, it's a different place to shoot because it's like a, it's like a pinnacle bank. It's like a, you know, Heartland Hoops classic thing when there's, yeah. where there's nothing behind it. Uh-huh. Um, everything's standard based. So nothing comes from the ceiling. So there's, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a miniature arena. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, fr- friends that come watch the game all the time is like, you know, the kids, the, the opposing team, they, they kind of get, they kind of get domed, uh-huh. you know, the first, the first, you know, four to five minutes. Cause it's like, Whoa, this is just different. Yeah. And our kids are used to it. Um, it's helped us to get out to great starts against teams. You know, we played Boone Central, who's a great, great basketball team, athletes everywhere, big dudes. And, um, you know, we were up 20 to nothing on them the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't have told if you would have told me that I would have never taken that. Yeah. You know, I would have never. And, um, you know, it, it is just different. And uh, our kids love it. Um, our little kids love playing in it. And it's just going to be something awesome for the future. Perfect. Uh, you, you had referenced it, you know, building that uh, program, you know, developing your players at the elementary, at the junior high level, getting them in. Uh, you know, we do a lot of that our, our, ourselves. And, you know, any any program that's trying to be any sort of quality is, is going to be heavily involved with their, with their youth stuff. Uh, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your youth program and, and what you got going on in that regard. Yeah, so we, we – uh... We, we start um, in, you know, November, December, and we, we basically, you know, we have really good, you know, really good parents here that, you know, they will take, they'll take a, a team or a grade level. Um, and, you know, we go to, we go and play and I, like, I'll just take, for example, my sixth grade team. So, you know, we go to Hastings and we play in a league uh, in November through just like to December. And then we have a traveling, uh, a traveling league for, in the month of January that's with like all of our teams in our conference. And, you know, so like take, for example, yesterday we hosted in Central City and uh, you play two or three games against, you know, the other teams in it and you get to host and do all that. And then like the next week we might be in Centura or we might be mm-hmm. in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, so that's for the older kids as like to play, you know, like the younger kids, uh, you know, we have uh, clinics for them at the beginning of the year of our season. Um and then they will go to our fitness center. Uh, they actually will start that next week. Um, they play full court uh, three on three. Mm-hmm. And this, that's for like first graders up to fourth graders. Um, and, you know, third, third and fourth grade boys and girls, 
um, you know, they're playing, they're playing in the, in the travel leagues and a couple of tournaments here as well. So it's not the first thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess we've just obviously amped up our game a little bit of, you know, just, you have to give as many opportunities as you can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the summertime, obviously everybody in the state has a has a basketball camp um, for you know first graders or second graders through eighth graders. Um, something that we do is we have basically like a month and a half uh, basketball camp for them. So we we have a little camp like right at the end of May, at the end of when school is out, and then our kids come in for open gym slash basketball camp every. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, um, uh, all the way through like the start of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, kids are, kids are coming in, uh, you know, obviously they, they get to come in 12 to 15 times, you know, in a summertime that are just like four. Um, and you know, we just give them opportunities that way as well. Yeah. Um, you, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, interesting, uh, a calculated risk that you kind of took, uh, coach. You you've got this really nice group of seniors. Uh, you've got the the one uh, kid, the junior, and I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but, yeah, yeah uh, just playing. You know, uh, all time leading scorer already, I believe, in the school history. Yep. Uh, but you uh, with these with this talented senior class that you have uh, when they came in as freshmen you decided to keep them all together. Um, you decided uh, to to not bring them up or, you know, whatever the process was. Um, and you said, one of the things I read was you wanted them to learn how to win together. And uh, sometimes as coaches, and it, it's a tough situation where I, I think a lot of coaches would like to do that, uh, but you get tempted to bring a kid or two up and, and so forth and so on. Uh, how difficult was it to make that decision to keep those kids all together at that time and, and kind of have that slow burn development with them? Yeah. Um, it was, it, 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 uh, it was, it was hard, but like the thing, the thing about it was, is we had a group um, when we first got here uh, that were freshmen mm-hmm. um, and the, before these guys, when mm-hmm. these guys were in seventh grade and we had a freshman class. And so we had to bring them up as sophomores. Mm-hmm. Like we started, you know, four sophomores and a junior okay. uh, and had no seniors out. Okay. Uh, and they took, they took their, they kind of, you know, they took their beatings. Uh, there's, you know, we were three and 17, um, and then fast forward, now you go, they're juniors and now the, the, the talented seniors we have this year are freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we, uh, we wanted to, uh, we, we just wanted those younger guys to come in cause they, they had just come off an eighth grade season where they didn't lose a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted them to just win as freshmen and, and a lot of them obviously played JV, Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost, they lost one JV game that year, I believe it was to St. Paul. Um, and we, like, we just wanted them to learn how to win. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, and we did that with our, with our, you know, that, that at the time juniors as well, um, that we had just one of those years where they lost like six games by one point. Wow. Um, you know, it's just one of those, you yeah. know, one of those things and feel a little uh, snake bit. Yeah. Then fast forward, you know, COVID hits, 
Um, you know, our kids, we, we challenged our kids in the summer to do a lot of, sh- a lot of shooting and during the you know, pandemic when everybody was at home and our ki- our seniors who were great leaders, they led all, led all of it. We, we videotaped each other shooting every day and on that, on the home, it was like the home court app, mm-hmm. um, we send it to each other. And, um, and then, you know, obviously we got to do stuff later on in the summer there, but in, then when those guys were seniors, um, we got to mix in now going to be sophomores, a little bit more mature guys. And then Aiden was obviously a freshman that, that, that year and he came off the bench. He was good enough to, you know, average and, and play average about 13 a game as a freshman. And mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how it all clicked. So we had, we had really, really good leadership and those guys really helped those younger guys Maybe those young guys won more, but they taught them how to lead, mm-hmm. you know, what it's like to go through, you know, tough, tough times and go through tough battles. And um, those kids that we have now learned that last year when they first started playing varsity by themselves, mm-hmm. you know, this is not just can't just show up and, you know, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So they, it, it's been, it was a good, it was a really good process. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, yeah, but you roll the dice a little bit and, um, and, and it worked. So mm-hmm. I'm, happy that it did <laughs> yeah yeah makes you look a lot smarter than you really are yeah exactly 100 <laughs> um you teach second grade right yeah correct yeah that you know you don't see a lot of varsity boys coaches uh uh-huh. coaches of a of a boys uh what i would call i don't know uh bigger uh sport uh you know a little uh-huh. bit more the, the 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 mainstream type of thing uh, be an elementary teacher. Uh, how does how does being an elementary teacher kind of help you with the high school kids? Um, well, second grade is like the Cadillac of the <laughs> elementary. And like these, I mean, they just you know they they come out of first grade and uh, you know they're at the end of a. I did first grade for ten years. Oh wow! So I know I, the, at the beginning of first, I'm just on black basketball is not at the beginning of the year because. The beginning of first grade is tough. Uh-huh. Like it is tough. Um, but like I said, like second grade's fantastic. Um, I got. I mean, I just. I. I, don't, I mean, we're we're in education. I just love kids. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is. It, it is obviously a little bit different going from second graders to high school kids. But sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier on the other end on second grade than it is in the high school. And you know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. Uh, second graders, they just love you no matter what. I mean, they, they just, it's, it's just fantastic. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, it, the, the tra- it, it's just, I guess, normal to me now after doing this for 19 years that I just go to school and teach my butt off in second grade and mm-hmm. then, you know, drive from the elementary to, to, to the high school mm-hmm. and switch gears, put the coaching hat on for the high school guys. And, um, you know, coach my butt off there for two hours. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just something I guess I'm blessed with. And my mom was, a my mom was an elementary teacher, uh, for years. She just retired about three years ago and she was a varsity coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he coached with, with, uh, Jody Gavers when they won the state championship and, mm-hmm. um, in volleyball. And, and so I, I've learned a lot from my mom mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a special gift that I have from her to be able to do both these things. Mm-hmm. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching.
Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece, with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin video library. All right, BJ, at this time, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, we're going to go with our John Wooden quote of the day. Um, coming from Wooden, A Lifetime of Observations, uh, page 118 today. I'm going to read this quote here, BJ, and then just give you a chance to, to comment on it and, and uh, um, yeah, just see what you think of it. So are you ready? Coach Blake, for the John Wooden quote of the day. Okay. All right. Um, Page 118 of Wooden, A Lifetime of Observations. Leaders have to discipline. Those who dispense discipline must remember that its purpose is to help, to prevent, to correct, to improve, rather than to punish. You are not likely to get productive results if you antagonize. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic quote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes me think of how we handle lock, uh, our locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a when I was a younger coach, you know, it, it, it you just learn. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we always just strive to do is is keeping our kids calm at halftime. Um, even if we're down 15 or down 12 or we're up by 20, um, it's positive and it's calm. Um, you know, I, I think there's a time and a place where, you know, you have to raise your voice a little bit and get on kids. Um, but being more of a positive leader and a calming force there that they know that, hey, we're going to get through this. And um, that's what that quote really reminded me of and how we kind of handle that at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we might, you know, obviously get a little upset before we walk into the <laughs> you know, things we say as coaches to each other, yeah. you know, why are they doing this? But, um, you know, it, it happened to us this year. We were, you know, we played Donovan. That's our only loss. And that they got on us big time. We were down 12 at halftime. Haven't been in that situation in a long and in, in a while, obviously the year before as well. And, we were just very calm with them, and we challenged them uh, mentally just to think about some things that we need to do better. And uh, that twelve point that twelve point uh, deficit was basically cut to zero within the first six minutes of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but that's kind of what that makes me think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good quote. I like that. Yeah, and I think that. You know, we you were, you were talking about that. We had a little bit of that at, at our game on Friday night, where there was some frustration uh, with the you know the coaches talking amongst themselves. But we we tried to get our team calmed down. Um, and you know, I, I think one of the things that I've learned is once you get into the game, and and I'm not perfect at this by all means. I've I, mm-hmm. I I'm half Irish, half Italian. So, so every <laughs> once in a while, I run a little hot, and 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 I get yeah. that. That's that's who I am. Um, but I, I think one of the things that I've learned and tried to do a better job of is let's get, let's get really, really upset with them if we need to, and not upset, but to, to, to discipline, getting back to Wood's quote, uh, that's for the next day in practice. Uh, what is, what do we have to do 
right now to win tonight's game. And when you ultimately get to to game night, um, that's that's got to be your your singular focus. Practice is is for teaching, and at the at the varsity level, when you get to that point, you're, you're still teaching during the game. Don't get me wrong, but oh, yeah. but you have to focus on winning as well. And what do we need to do to win tonight's ball game? I think is the most important question that you have to answer. And so, I know that's something that, again, I've tried to do better um, to to keep those emotions in check to raise the voice sparingly in the, in the locker room or on the sideline. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's when we do discipline, it is to help as, as Wooden said there, uh, to correct, to, uh, to prevent, to improve rather than to punish. I think that's the most important mm-hmm. thing we have to remember. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's in a, in a game, I kind of agree with what you said is, you know, you, that's not the time where there, there should be a lot of, you know, yelling and screaming at your guys and then, or like disciplining them. Like you said, you know, that that's, that's not the yelling and screaming, but like the, the true coaching, coaching, like discipline wise. So that that's done a lot in practice and shouldn't mm-hmm. be done in front of everybody at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say the most, the hardest thing, um, the hardest thing I find now nowadays is, you know, how kids handle uh, a bad call mm-hmm. uh, of an official, you know, and every kid, you know, they handle it differently. And um, we do a lot of discipline on that. You know, it's just like, dude, we, we, we just call it, we, we Ralph it, you know, like we call it Ralph it. It's, you know, obviously throwing it up, but just get, yeah. get over it. Yeah. You know, you got to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And if that's the, if you came to our game and that was, something that if I'm going to get upset about, that's probably going to be like number one, mm-hmm. you know, um, just like, come on, man, you can't, you got to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's our kids have done a better job of that. And um, so it, it's, but it's always a challenge. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's just that, you know, you know, we got it from Shashevsky. you know, next play, you know, just move on yep. to the next play, next play, next play. You know, and we try to emphasize to our kids, if it's a good play, that's awesome. Move on to the next play. That play's done mm-hmm. and over with. If it's a bad play, hey, you know what? That sucks. Move on to the next play. Um, yep. and, and I and it's hard. You know, it's 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 hard, especially the negative stuff. It's hard to move on to the next play sometimes. And uh, Coach Naki, uh, the first coach I ever worked for at at Briarcliff, you know, he would always in his gravelly old voice, you know, don't let one mistake become two mistakes, guys. Don't let it, don't let that happen. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and Coach Naki won 500 games at the, at the college level. So he knew what he was talking about. And, uh, I, and I think that's just so important that you just, just emphasize next play, next play, next play, next series. Okay. Hey, you came out, uh, you struggled a little bit, clear your mind. We're going to try and get you back in here, move on to the next play. And, and I think that pre discipline, because you know things are going to go wrong, right, BJ? You know, you know things oh, yeah. are going to go wrong. So preparing for something to go wrong uh, as an individual player is is really really important to pre-teach how to handle when things go bad, whether it's a call or you blow a layup or you're not where you're supposed to be at defensively or that type of thing. Is that some of the stuff that you guys do in practice as well? Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, we'll, we put them in we put them in uh, 
you know, competitive situations and we put them in situations where they're going to, it's really hard not to fail. Mm-hmm. And we, we, that's a te- you know, teaching moment, you know, and like, uh, so we know how to handle it, you know, so I'll just, I'll, I mean, we'll, we'll call stuff. We'll, we'll call a scrimmage. We'll call a three minute scrimmage really, really tight. Mm-hmm. You know? And we know the guys that we can pick on that need the nurturing of handling those type of things better. Uh, so we know, and so we te- it's a teachable, teachable things and, um, and it's always ongoing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's, um, and I, I, like I said, you know, we're going back. Like I, I have, I have fantastic assistants and in game, in game stuff. Um, two of my assistants, that's what, that's what they do is they, you know, if there is a bad call or someone's got two in the first quarter or something, they just, they do a really good job of coaching on the sideline by just sitting by them and saying, Hey, calming our kids down or calming a kid down. And that kid goes back in and you can't really tell that he maybe had some adversity for the first quarter or something. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we do, a, our guys do a really good job of that, our assistant coaches, and I'm blessed to have those guys. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's get into your, uh, some of your basketball philosophy, uh, X's and O's, that type of thing. Uh, let's talk a little transition offense, BJ. What do you guys do uh, with your transition offense? How do you teach it? What are you emphasizing? Uh, that type of stuff. I'm going to kind of just let you roll here. And, and, uh, if I've got a question, I'll try to politely, uh, interrupt, uh, you know, but, uh, tell us about your transition philosophy, what you teach, how you teach it, maybe some drills that you use to get your kids in the right spots, so forth and so on. Yeah. So we, uh, we kind of like, not, we use like the kind of the Michigan state, uh, philosophy on like transition where we want, you know, our five guys is, you know, rim running all the time and we call it main street, you know, everybody has their own vocabulary and, um, you know, our wing guys, um, obviously are wide, that type of stuff. Uh, we, we've kind of developed, uh, I mean, like we don't always want to go like rebound to our point guard up to the two man for, you know, for anything. We, we like to, we, we designate some guys to like, all right, if you get it, you just go and mm-hmm. we run. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we designate two guys to be our rim runners. Uh, they, they know if, if so-and-so obviously gets a rebound, uh, the, the guy that's on top, like if he's higher than him, like uh, he's on the top of the key, he's rim running. It could be uh, our four. It's either our four man or our five man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a made shot, our four man takes it out. Our five man rim runs all the time. Um, you know, just numbered system, that type of stuff. Um, our transition has been a lot better this year, uh, just because we've put them. Uh, I, I think putting a big emphasis on the rim running part. Um, is huge and and giving everybody a role there where instead of just saying hey we're just going to get out and run mm-hmm. uh, you got to have you you know as much as i do you got to have some even in transition where it is just you know running and getting the ball on the floor you you got to have some structure and so we just added a little structure to it and it's been it's been really good for us mm-hmm. uh, as we'll play, you know, sometimes we'll play, you know, two big guys at the same time. Um, sometimes we'll play four guards and a big guy at the same time. And um, so they just need to know what their what their job is when we do get a rebound and go. Um, and so and I I use uh, 
you know, I, I use my transition time. We do it about, we're, we're about 20 minutes a day on transition. Um, that is, that is our main component of, of, uh, basically we to get in shape and our conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, because it's nonstop. Yeah. Uh, we've, you know, we've used some, we've used some drills, obviously from like, like there's crate and shooting drill, like, like Joel user has on his fast draw, uh-huh. um, some of his drills from there. Um, this Matt Hackenberg on, yeah. uh, YouTube, um, he's got, he's got some good transition stuff on there. Like, um, it's, it's like, it's, two, it's a two minute, it's a two minute transition drill where every shot is a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really really good uh and kids when you first do it it's a gasser yeah uh, and and so i we we like to go transition uh like if if we're on our main court everybody has side courts we like to just do it on the main court and we'll we'll shuffle in different teams and if you're not doing your transition like our five on zero circle it or you know we're doing our but first, before we go like first to three baskets and transition, that type of stuff. If we're not doing that, we're running on the side. So mm-hmm. one of our coaches runs and um, I don't, I've kind of gotten away from just saying 10 and 60, 10 and six, you know, all that type of stuff for conditioning. And I just, I just don't feel like that running from sideline or inline to inline seven or nine yeah. or 11 times is basketball. And no. that's not basketball. No, you know, it is conditioning and that's at the beginning of the year, but we still don't do a lot of that at the beginning of the year. We do a lot of, cause every kid, if they don't, they're in their new shoes and they're, they need to be cutting and moving and mm-hmm. that's how we do our stuff. But well, and, and I think but, it's, you're, you're losing time there too, BJ. I mean, yeah, you, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, we we only have so much time with the kids. You know, one thing I've definitely evolved is we got to have a ball in our hand doing basketball stuff for as much time as we can, and that's the way I look at it as well. So yeah, yep. we 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 hardly ever just line up to. I can't remember the last time we just line yep. up to run just to run. You know. Yep. Same so, here, yep. and I I totally agree with you because mm-hmm. yeah, it's you got it. Yeah, everything is basketball oriented in our obviously our practice. No, it's not running. It's just running for discipline or anything for that. I mean, it's it's basketball basketball shape because it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what what's maybe your 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 favorite transition drill that you do? You, you mentioned the one. It was the uh, everything's a miss for two minutes or or whatever. Is there anything else that you like? Um. I, I mean, that's that's probably my favorite one. Um, everybody does, you know, like the the five on zero. Uh, we call it five on zero circle it, where we'll circle our guys and, you know, we'll work on actions on offense. So, like, we'll go uh, we'll go four trips, you know, and point guard throws it to the two and maybe he goes in for a layup. So, like, we just – we kind of evolved it too of being like, okay, so we're going five on zero circle it, no defense – um, and we're going two passes mm-hmm. and the pass is one pass is not from the rebound either. Like you have to go two passes in the half court, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just not a, well, I'm just going to pass it to the five guy. He's going to shoot an uncontested layup and we're just kind of going through the motions on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing that we add is we, you know, we kind of, we kind of lie to our kids a little bit. We're like, okay, five on zero circle at one pass, you know, here we go. And then we'll throw 
like they have their back turned toward them. We'll we'll just throw five guys out there and put defense on them, and uh, they have to. Then we just play. Mm-hmm. We'll play. I'll, I'll just yell first to three. Game on. And they, then then they have to go from I'm relaxed to all right. It's game time now. Yeah. And you know, our JV guys are, you know, they always get amped to do that, and they'll press them and they'll get into them, and yeah. So it, it's just that we've done that. Um, done that before, and I I saw a transition drill that we did um, last week. Uh, I just watched like a BYU basketball practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did they did a little transition drill like like I just said. It's like five on zero, and they work on their actions. And then as soon as the ball goes in, your assistant coach has the the other group on the other end. Your assistant coach throws the ball to like your point your maybe your jv point guard mm-hmm. and there's the, you, you can put your wings way out and the guys have to work on defensive transition mm-hmm. right away. and obviously they get a full head of steam and we'll, we'll let them move up the court a little bit so they have to learn on getting back and um you know boone centrals that's their they they probably average about 17 to 20 points on transition and i think they only got like two against mm-hmm. us and I think that drill really, really helped us because we, we, we cheated a guy back. We, you know, we and we cheated another guy back at times, not to rebound, just to take that twenty points away from him. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. um, five across the baseline, you know, and you throw it to a guy, and that the guy has to touch the baseline, and it's you know, it's five on four, and then it's five on five, that type of stuff. We that's the type of transition things that we do. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Want to know more about a pen and a napkin and all the resources it offers? Go to a pen and a napkin.com, a great resource for any coach at any level. In addition to our a pen and a napkin university video library options that are available to order, we have hundreds of pages of notes from one page handouts to book breakdowns to original coaching notes. We also have coaching links, a full catalog of every a pen and a napkin podcast, and ways to contribute to the growth of a pen and a napkin. A penandanapkin.com is a coaching resource that will help you become a better coach. What about uh, building a playbook? You know, you're, you're putting together your playbook. You're making it, you know, obviously we're all making adjustments through the season. Uh, what's, what's big parts? What are things that you're looking for in your playbook to help develop your team as the season moves along? Yeah, that's a good question. So, like, uh, when I was younger, you know, the you always looked for, I mean, the best set that you could with, you know, four or five multiple options. And, like, you learn really, really fast that kids can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not, I mean, there's a couple that you can do, but the stuff that they're running at Duke and, um, you know, at Creighton and wherever uh, – probably it can't be done very much at the high school level mm-hmm. you know and you can maybe steal a couple actions or one quick hitter but yeah. um and so i i mean we we run all of our sets out of the same um we have this basically the same alignment yeah um run, we run a lot of sets out of a box and we have we have different type of things that we want to get get it to um and then we'll run a different a, a, like a package of sets out of a different alignment Mm-hmm. Um, and so nothing is, nothing is, you know, they, they don't quite, you got to really, really scout hard to know ex- where everybody is at. And, 
Um, and we, you know, we call it different stuff. And, um, but I just have found that running stuff out of the same set and sim- simplifying it for kids is, is a lot easier than having like six options out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's, that's what building the playbook. And that's kind of how we do our out of bounds plays, same alignment. We have, you know, uh, we'll do another, like a box alignment. We'll do a diamond alignment and we'll have a certain amount of plays for that. And, um, that's what we use for that. And, um, simple, simplifying your playbook is, is very important. I don't think it should be 50 pages long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's kind of my philosophy on that and, uh, running the same stuff, I you know guys always get afraid to run the same stuff in the JV game um, and the varsity game. Some coaches do that, and I we run the same stuff because you know if it if if you know it works and it's effective, I mean, and you have the guys that are going to run it right, it, you're going to get a good look. Yeah. So that's our philosophy on it as well. Well, and and I think an important part of that is you you've got to have, I believe, that you have to have two, three, four sets, uh, whatever you want to call it, actions, that year in, year out, we these are just going to be good sets for us pretty much regardless of what our talent level is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you have to have that baseline of, okay, we know we're going to run this, 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 and this, regardless of who we have. And we've got to teach those type of things from because, you know, in your situation, in my situation, in, in theory, the kids that start with us, hopefully in third and fourth grade are going to be the ones that we're coaching six, seven, eight years later. And yeah. so why not take advantage of that and, and have them really, really master those type of things as early as they can in their progression so that when you want to add that one or two specific set uh, sets or out of bounds plays. Uh, you're not reteaching six different plays every year. You're, uh, or you're not learning six different plays every year or six different out of bounds plays every year. You're only really learning two, uh, because yep. you've got that baseline of stuff. Is that kind of what you guys are trying to do as well? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've ran these for the last three years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my probably one of, one of my really, really good coaching buddies is, is Kellen Burr from Donovan, mm-hmm. you know, um, he kind of has the same about the same kind of philosophy uh, when it comes to sets as well. And like he, you know, we talk all the time and he knows, he knows my sets just as well as I know my sets, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you still got to stop them. Yeah. You know, got to have, you still got to have your kids stop them. Mm-hmm. And, and if they do, they do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but um, I, I'm a, I've just kind of changed my thoughts on that of just, you know, quick hitter doesn't work. Hey, we're back into, you know, our man offense and, and here we go, mm-hmm. you know, discouraged if we don't get a shot on one of our sets, mm-hmm. it's, fun. you know, and, and I think a lot of people, when they get it taken away, they, they get really frustrated. Um, and that's our kids do a good job and not, it is, we're just going to run it. And then if it doesn't work, that's fine. Here yeah. we go. Yep. Um, how many, how many sets do you have in your playbook, BJ? Um, we have, so right now we're, we're basically at, you know, we're, we're at six in a box. Um, and we are at three in a, in our, um, kind of our double hot, like a horns, if you call it, um, three, three to four right now in, in that. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so we have eight to 10, 
Okay. Um, and I always, you know, we as a coach, you always have something in the back of your mind if you want to draw up. Um, just you know, in game stuff. Um, so I have I have about three of those. Had a, a good one to get a two, a good one to get a three. Um, you know, and maybe just a really a really good one to have two options, a, a two or a three. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I, and so. Uh, we've been we've been really you know we haven't ran a lot of sets this year with um, just because uh, you know we wanted to just play more in our half court uh, with our with our offense you know so mm-hmm. um, we've 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 have we haven't ran them maybe as much as we have like in the past mm-hmm. but um, and we just we like to pick on you know mismatches big time you know like if somebody has a mismatch you know, we're going to run our post play for him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just not for one person. That's the one thing too, I probably would say is make sure everybody knows the set and what you're trying to do. Cause it might, you might get a run at some time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we have six different sets in right now. Uh, mm-hmm. six, six, maybe seven. I'd have to check my play sheet. Uh, but like you said, we've, we've got a couple of things, you know, and I go into every game, redoing that that playlist and kind of prioritizing and you know we talk we try to talk uh the day before a game hey tomorrow we're we're really gonna run uh you know indiana and and kentucky where those are gonna be two high priority sets because of the way they play defense so forth and so on um and and just to kid have the kids in that mental space as well that hey here's what i'm thinking Here's, you know, and, and so be ready for it so you're not caught off guard. We anticipate. And I think that helps them too, don't you think, BJ, that uh, when you put it there to them like that, oh, coach thinks this is going to work. Let's execute it. And, and, and we got a great chance to score off of this if we do our job. Uh, I, for me, that's part of it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if you had our, any of our kids on, I think, I think they like our sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love, I mean, they love running them. Um, and you know, cause they've been so successful mm-hmm. on school. So that's always key too. you know, they, if, if, if you score on them, that, that it's just like, uh, yeah, you're all, they're going to like them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. Fun, funny how that works. So yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you talked a little bit about your youth development and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's talk, what, what are some other things that you've tried to do in, in your community? Uh, to build up the culture of of the program, uh, and we talked a little bit about that stuff. But what are you doing, kind of, on a daily basis with your high school program to ensure that your culture is at the the highest level it could possibly be at? Yeah, I, I, well, I think the first thing is is we we uh, we really obviously get our kids to uh, play different sports mm-hmm. and be active all the time. Um, I have multiple multiple three sport athletes um on my basketball team um which is fantastic yeah and uh we have a really we have a great weight room and a weight program that you know you, you'll talk to guys around the state and they our kids lift every single day even if it's a game day or if it's not mm-hmm. um and in football they do it in basketball they do it and it's just it's just ingrained in their brain and um there you know there'll be days where they may be sore a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not every single day. Um, and because our kids are used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's just, that goes to say just the culture of our, 
of our school and our community there that we, you know, we probably run about 150 kids, a, you know, a day in the summertime through our weight room. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like my son started last year as a fifth grader, um, going to be sixth grader. And they're doing, you know, they're not, I think when I was in school, like it was like, oh man, I, I can't even lift the bar, yeah. you know, what a friend and it's like this is embarrassing um but they don't you know they just do such a great job of working with our kids Mm -hmm. um so and i i just it it means a lot to me to know that uh every kid that we have is they're they're going to be the best athlete that they can be Uh you know especially physically uh in in the weight room and and you know plyometrics that type of stuff uh because we have such a great program Mm -hmm. um you know, so to, if you want to just narrow it down to like the basketball, you know, we we do a shooting club um, in the off season, and uh, you know, like last year we had about thirty eight people. Uh, I should say thirty eight kids. You know, they basically participated in it. Um, it's it's from it's basically from uh, April until August, mm-hmm. and our our my the girls coach Dan Negus and I kind of set up a really cool spreadsheet for them and um and we should they just share it on their Google Doc and they can keep track of their shots and it adds up all their shots down at the bottom and uh we can always see it and they can always see it. Uh we give it to our kids at the beginning of like our younger kids, we give them to them at the be- beginning of camp, mm-hmm. uh like we're talking about and show their parents how to use it. Um, and, uh, so they get really excited and we do like a, a day of a, a day in the life of a, of a high school basketball player or a bison basketball player for our younger kids. Like they'll get to come into the locker room and sit on the sideline or sit on the, our bench and just go through a walkthrough and kind of see how it, and get, get announced at a game and that type of stuff. That's what we do for our younger, our younger kids. And, um, that's, that'll be coming up here shortly towards the end of the year when we'll do that. Um, and then it's just a good process, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, uh, the Aiden Zygmunds of the world, the, you know, we have this uh, freshman's name's Carter Negus, you know, last year he shot 65,000 shots, uh, Aiden Zygmunt shoots 30,000 to 40,000. You know, we have kids that shoot 25, you know, um, they don't lie about it. You know, they don't have mom, you know what I'm saying? You can yeah. you obviously tell if they're, they've shot or not. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> no, no, we, we have the, we have the exact same conversation with our kids. We, we say, um, when, when it comes to your summer shooting totals, I would mm-hmm. much rather have you tell me that you, got in 2000 shots rather than you saying you had 12,000 shots, you know, now I'm not going to be thrilled with you that you have 2000 shots, but if, if you tell me that you've put in 12,000 shots, 15,000 shots, whatever the number is, um, then I expect that amount of improvement. And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, pay now or pay later. And I'm actually going to be more upset with you. If you lie to me, you, you got to own your, actions or in this case lack of action to put, yeah. to put yourself in the best situation possible and i also think uh looking at it big picture one of the things that it does help you do is as you're putting your your rosters together as you're when, when you have to make those hard decisions between are we going to play seven kids tonight are we going to play eight kids are we going to play nine or whatever or just 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 all of that stuff the more you can document about people's 
work ethic and the time that they put in and that type of stuff, uh, it, it helps make those decisions easier for you as well. And it, and it gives you a little something to fall back on, you know, when you have a, a, a player come in and say, how come Frank's playing more than me right now? Well, Frank Frank busted his butt this summer and put in 20,000 shots and you put in 2,000 and he's just gotten better than you. Uh, yeah. he, he's moved ahead of you. Last year you were ahead of him. He didn't like it. He moved ahead of you because he just outworked you. And I, and I, and I think that's a really important, I think the more that you can tangibly document, uh, stuff like that in your off season to help build your program, it gives the kids a, a carrot, uh, to chase. And I, I just, I think that's so, so important, uh, when, when you're doing stuff. What, what do you think, BJ? Yeah, we use the term, obviously, when we give it to our older kids, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, you know, everybody says this, uh, ball don't lie. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it. you're not, there's, and I, I always tell our younger kids, I was like, there is not a magical basketball fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not come, they don't come to your house and they don't say, uh, Carter, you're going to be a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Um and then she leaves uh, and then you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we just, we, you know, just like everybody, we love hard workers. Mm-hmm. Um, we love, we love guys that are going to, you know, put in the time and you can always just tell, yeah. you can just tell who, you know, I, I have a neighbor, I have a neighbor that is our, our JV point guard. He lives right behind me. And, uh, you know, he's out, he's out shooting in the summertime in his driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the kid that shot 68,000 shots last summer, uh, he lives out by the golf course and every time, and his dad is actually our girls coach, but every time I have golf league on Tuesday, he's <laughs> out there shooting for three hours. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if it's 95 or if it's 45. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I think that is, that is something that I, did when I was a younger player, you know, I, I was a very good ball handler because I lived out in the country. My, my court was gravel. Um, I ran cross country. So I would run, I would run sections and I would would bring my basketball with and just dribble on the gravel, Yeah, you know, and then I get on the hard court and like, this was easy. Yeah, Like I I mean, um, but as Bill Gavers always says to kids, you know, you got to have a ball, you know, a boy, a ball and a dream. And, um, you know, if you have that and you want to push yourself, it's, it's super, super, super important. So, mm-hmm. um, right now we just have a lot of those guys in our program and hope it just keeps trickling down. Yep. Well, I hope it does too. You've done great things. I would love for you to, uh, snap that, that streak of, you know, 70, 75, 76 years here, uh, without having the bison down in Lincoln. Uh, I think it'd be a terrific thing for your school. I, I know it was uh, a big jumping off point for our uh, mm-hmm. Just just our athletic program in general uh, last year with the run that our boys made, uh, it, it, w- it was just really important to the community. And, and so, uh, you know, just lo- would love to would love to be sitting in the in the uh, in the bleachers and, and eating some nachos and, and watching out there this this uh, here in the next month and a half or so, BJ. Yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the number one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids know that our kids, parents know that, you know, our coaching staff knows that. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I appreciate your, yeah, your, yeah. Say some prayers for us. And, <laughs> um, you know, like, and, and you know, we, I know just because of, you know, you've been to the state tournament before, uh, 
I just, you know, I know that it's nothing, it's not easy. Yeah. So, no, um, it's not. I know there's going to be a challenge, and um, it doesn't matter if you're 19 and one or 25 and one, or if you're seven and 16, like it's a challenge. Yep. So, um, I guess we just embrace the challenge here and try to break this this streak yep. that we're on. So yep. awesome stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any any social media you want? Uh, if if folks want to know more about uh, your program or the new facility or any of that type of stuff, how would they be able to look that up? Um, yeah, we we have a uh, obviously a Bison basketball um, Twitter page. Um, I think it's at you know CC bison uh cc bison ball i believe is the handle on that um our our athletic director uh, athletic director justin anderson um does a very good job uh of just putting things on our central city bison um activities page on twitter Mm -hmm. um and then we have a fantastic guy named ryan detman he is he bought our paper from actually bob jensen oh uh, okay when bob when bob moved uh, i think it would be three years ago now um, and Ryan is like the bison of, I mean, he is the biggest bison fan ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his, his Twitter is called RN sports. Um, and he just, you know, like if it's wrestling, if it's, if it's fourth grade boys or girls, you know, t-ball or <laughs> softball, you know, I mean, yeah. like he covers everything and, um, and he does interviews and like he, he's got, he just does it all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you got to have people like that in your community. And I mean, he, he's some of the best, one of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those are three ways to follow us. And he just, yeah, does it really, they do a good job of putting things out there for our program and for our kids. Awesome. Terrific stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. BJ Blaze, boys basketball coach at Central City High School, Central City, Nebraska, a suburb of Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, Coach, uh, thanks so much for coming on today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time on the pod. Hey, Marty, I really appreciate you having me on here to let me talk about our program and our kids. And um, this is a great podcast, and I appreciate everything you do for basketball in the state here and for and in the United States. So I know you have a lot of followers, and um, keep up the good work, my man. Thank uh, you very much for having me on. I, I appreciate it. It is. Uh... It is a uh, a passion project. It's it's been uh, it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. And and you know I've got a, I got a bunch of stuff written down of, of what we talked. You actually gave me an idea uh, when for a new drill that we might try here in the next couple of days to help with our transition. So uh, yep. that's that's but you know I, I've told people uh, one of the unexpected benefits of of doing this it has been to help me grow as a coach and to, to talk to good coaches every week and just have an, an hour ish, uh, to, to talk to really good basketball people. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, selfishly, um, that, that helps me out. Uh, and, yeah. and, uh, I, I've gone, I've gone from dumb to a little less dumb, I guess, over the last <laughs> yeah. three, three years or so. Uh, yeah. what, whatever the number has been. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, but I, I appreciate it, BJ. Thank you. you very know, much. I can just, I mean, tell the people here on, if you, if you're listening to this or if you do listen, listen to the old, old your old time, your old ones too. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine all the 
stuff that, like you said, that you've learned and mm-hmm. um, a great podcast, man. Like awesome, awesome job. Five stars. Oh, five stars. Hey, <laughs> give give that a review on iTunes so we move up the rankings there, BJ. I will. That'd, yes. that'd, that'd yeah. be great. So, uh, well, hey, if you, if you get th- thank you very much. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take that little clip and put that out there and, uh, okay. you know, recommended by BJ Blaze. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, we're going to wrap up with a couple things here. If you could hold the line real quick, BJ. Um, okay. Again, uh, Coach Blaze, uh, Central City High School, uh, they got a really, really good basketball team. If, if you're out in Central Nebraska and uh, you just want to take in a, a, a night of hoops, go, go check them out. Go check out the new facility. Um, I, I got to get out there at some point I'll, I'll go bug tony chapman and and uh well tony will already be there he's probably got a cot somewhere so uh we'll we'll, we'll go there but uh again uh, want to thank uh coach uh follow us on twitter at a pen and a napkin uh go check out cosac chiropractic folks if you're in the omaha area uh dr kevin dr heidi they are awesome awesome people and and uh, dr kevin will definitely take care of you there uh, questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at penandanapkin at gmail.com. Like I said, uh, download, rate, review, give us five stars, subscribe. Uh, that just helps things continue to move in the in the right direction. So uh, episode number 159 with BJ Blaze. Hope you folks have enjoyed it. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day. <laughs>